Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At the time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus, Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. All right, good job, Tommy. Everybody give Tommy a hand. Woo! All right, raise your hand if you're perfect. Good. Most of you guys know. Yeah, whatever, Tate. I know you, bro. I want you. <laughs> I've seen you at camp. No, I'm kidding. Uh, all right, here's what I want you to think about. Never mind. We're all at our. Never mind. We're all at our worst at camp. Sometimes I've woken you up at camp. I've seen you not be perfect. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Here's what I need you to do. I need everybody to think about the worst thing you have ever done. Don't say it. Just think about it. Okay. The worst thing you've ever done. Now, while you're thinking about that, I'm going to tell you a story. Some of y'all have heard that. Just bear with us, okay? So here's my story of the, the worst thing I ever did. It is. No. When I was 13 years old, how many of you guys are 13 right now? How many of you guys are under 13? A bunch of you guys are under 13. Cool. Okay, 13 and a half. All right. Excuse me. Uh, so when I was 13, I had just turned 13. Uh, I went to spend the night with my buddy Randy. He was our pastor's son. I was the, the music pastor's son. And uh, we, the next day, it was on a Sunday night. We didn't have school the next morning. It was Memorial Day weekend. And the next day, we were supposed to go over to our friend Erica's house. Erica was the youth pastor's daughter. So you got pastor's kid, music pastor's kid, youth pastor's kid. So we were all three around the same age. I think Erica was, Erica was still 12. Randy was still 12. I had just turned 13. And so... It's like 12.30 in the morning because when you spend the night at somebody's house, you don't sleep. And so it's like midnight. We're laying in the, uh, in the, in the living room at Randy's house. And, and he goes, dude, we should ride our bikes over to Erica's. Yes, some of y'all have heard the story a bunch of times. So he said, we should ride our bikes over to Erica's house. And we lived in Florida, and it's May, and it's really hot and humid. I'm like, dude, that's going to be miserable if we ride our bikes to Erica's at like noon tomorrow. He's like, no, right now. He said, we should ride it right now. And for some reason, I let this fool talk me into this plan. I don't know why or how that happened, but he talked me into it. So here's how, here's how sneaky we thought we were. Because his dad, Pastor Randy, was known among Randy's friends who spent the night there to come out in the middle of the night in his little whitey tidies and get a drink of water. Like, we knew Pastor Randy might do that. And so we, we always slept in the living room. So we did the thing where you get, like, some pillows and a basketball and cover them up with the blanket. We did that. I kid you not. Like, we're... You know, so we're like 13. And so we did that. We could pillows and the basketball and we covered it up. And so, so it looks like we're there. So we get on our bikes. He's on this little bitty like stunt bike. This is back when BMX bikes were really cool. Everybody thought they were an X Games kid. And so he's on this little bitty stunt bike. I am on his little eight-year-old sister's purple bike with the streamers and the bell, you know. So I was a fat 13-year-old just like I'm a fat 27-year-old. And so... I looked really big on this bike. Like, I looked humongous on this bike. You know, I'm like a 200-pound 13-year-old sitting on his little girl's bike. So I looked really big. And he's on his little stunt bike, so he looked big, even though he was really skinny. But we rode, imagine, like, 8th Street. 
or, or even Grant right here. It's like a four-lane major, four-lane road. We rode like four miles down this major four-lane road at 1230 in the morning. And so we get there. We get to Erica's house. And her parents don't know nothing about this either. And so uh, she's there with her friend Lynette. Lynette was spending the night at Erica's house. And so we, uh, so, so we get to her house. We drop our bikes on the side of the house. We go into the backyard. And she's got this big tall window. And it goes down to like there. So you can just go right into her room. Well, we open the back doors and her dogs start barking. And we're like, oh, oh no, we're all, you know, we're all in major trouble here. We're pretty sure. So Erica shuts the dogs up, and so we come into the room, and we're just hanging out. We're, like, hanging out talking, and we had not been there five minutes when Miss Missy comes in, Erica's mom. The door opens, and Erica's bed had about a foot between it and the wall, between the side of it and the wall, and so we hear the door start to open. Me and Randy fall down into that little spot, you know, and he's on top of me, like, and we can't breathe, and because it's only, like, a foot wide, and Alex said I was a fat kid, and so we're laying there trying not to be quiet, you know, trying not to get hot, and I'm pretty sure our feet were sticking out the end, but, and this is the truth, Miss Missy, Erica's mom, is blind in her left eye, and she could not, she didn't have good peripheral vision on that side, like, this is fact, okay, and so she didn't see our feet sticking out somehow, so we're, we're quiet, so she, like, tells the girls to fold some laundry or something, she leaves a load of socks for them to fold or something, so she leaves, we, ex- ex- you know, we, we extract ourselves from behind this bed, and, uh, and we get to, uh, we're hanging out again, and just a few minutes later, man, same thing. She comes in, we fall into the thing, and we're back there trying not to be heard, and, and she, uh, she didn't see us again somehow. I don't, don't know how, but she didn't see us, and so, so at that point, we're freaked out. It's like one in the morning. We're terrified that we're going to get caught, and we're all going to die, and so we, uh, so she's come in twice. We're freaked out. We're gone. You know, we hop on our bikes, ride back home. We get into his house. Everything seems cool. We're like, okay, we got away with it. We made it. The next night, my parents were out for their anniversary. Yeah, my parents were out on their anniversary dinner. And Wes and I are at home alone. And uh, my dad calls the house. I pick up. I said, hey. And he said, he said, you remember that movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer? Because this was back when that movie had, was still new and relevant. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, I heard about that movie. He goes, I know what you did last night. And I, what did I say? Anybody want to guess? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. And my dad was like, don't, don't try that. I said, okay, I won't try that. And uh, what had happened was Erica had these nosy neighbors that had heard the dogs bark. And because of that, they, like, looked out or whatever. And they noticed our bikes, like, show up and then disappear. And so they went and talked to Pastor Hal. And he went and talked to, to Erica, and she squealed on us. Um, although from the way it was told back to me, she said, it's okay if Randy gets in trouble because he's always in trouble. But don't get Tony in trouble because he's good. Like, that's, that's, I kid you not, that's the way it was. T- that's what was told that I was, the, and I was, I was pretty good at two-shoes. And so, so I, that was in May that that happened. It was right at the end of May. And uh, I don't think I left the house till school started in August. Like, you know, I went to church, and that was it. I think I did get to go to church camp. But, uh, and I had the, the honor of taking care of the lawn that whole summer, which in Florida means you mow it like twice a week, and it's, it's a pain. And uh, Erica and Randy got in like no trouble at all. I think Randy, I think Randy did get a surprise belt to the rear, but that was pretty much it. It was like short and sweet, and then it was over, and he was in no trouble. And, uh, and Erica didn't get in any trouble. And the funny thing is, of the four of us in that story, Erica, Lynette, me, and Randy, um, I don't think she got in any trouble because she was just kind of the there. She didn't really actively participate in much. She didn't ride her bike anywhere, and she didn't, you know. 
So I don't think she got in much trouble. But the uh, interesting thing is now, let me think, Erica has a kid who's about two weeks old. Randy has two kids, and Lynette has about an eight-month-old. Um, and they're all really good parents and good Christian kids. But now that's like the worst and dumbest thing I've ever done. Okay, and it's a funny story now. We actually got nicknames, and my dad had T-shirts made that said the Night Riders because that was our nickname for a while. Me and Randy were the Night Riders, um, and actually, that's that's coming up. It was Memorial Day weekend. We're only about a couple weeks from the 15th anniversary of that, which makes me feel old. But that's the dumbest thing I've ever done. It's the worst thing I've ever done. Now, some of you guys are like, "Man, I've done way worse than that." <laughs> Some of you guys are thinking, dude, you're making me feel like a really terrible human being right now. Because if you're 27, that's the worst thing you've ever done. You're, you're in pretty good shape. And that may be the case. But here's the thing. I want to ask this. Anybody ever kill anybody? No. None of y'all have ever killed anybody. You may have wanted to kill somebody. Anybody ever wanted to kill somebody? Every hand. There we go. Okay. Now, but most of us have never actually killed somebody, despite... Despite, okay, like a, like a human. I'm not talking about like, oh, I accidentally, you know, I accidentally dropped my goldfish down the drain. You know, not like that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm talking about legit killed a human being, you know, killed somebody. What? I, I'm, I'm confident that that, is not, that that is not the case. I'm confident that that is not the case. So here's the thing. The guy we're going to talk about tonight, he was a murderer. His name's Barabbas, okay? Barabbas is the guy's name. It's a Bible name, so you never know. He was a murderer. He was an insurrectionist. Anybody know what insurrection is? Insurrection? What is it? She doesn't know. Insurrection. An insurrection is like a revolt against the government, okay? A riot, basically. Okay, a rebellion, yes. So this guy, you know, I would say, you're like, Tony, you're a pretty good goody two-shoes. I've done worse than that. But unless you've gone like full-on V for Vendetta on some people, because um, that's pretty much what this dude did. He led an insurrection against the, 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 Rome, the government of Rome. And, uh, and he, um, he, he had killed people, and he was, a, he was a criminal, man. This is a dude that's just a bad guy, and everybody knew it, all right? Everybody in town Knew who Barabbas was. He was this rebel and this rioter. And so now you're, now you're probably thinking, like, okay, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a little worse than Tony. Like, my worst thing is worse than that. But at least I never killed somebody, right? I mean, right? most of us probably fit somewhere in that middle ground, right? Like, we're not totally perfect, but we never kill somebody. We're pretty in the middle, okay? Now, Easter's coming up. We already did the Easter egg hunt. Does any, who is the main character of the story of Easter? Jesus, yes, not a trick question. Jesus is the main character in Easter. The bunny is not the main character of Easter, no. The, the Jesus is the main character of Easter. Now, it's interesting because as you're reading the Easter story in Matthew, which is where we got that scripture from earlier, Jesus, who's this big character, the whole Bible's about Jesus, basically, and, we run, and Jesus runs into this murderer. This in, like, they have a little interaction. They have this little moment where they are, like, they have this interaction. And that's what, we're, that's what we're talking about tonight. Okay, so we have this perfect Jesus. We have this murderer, Barabbas. And most of us, like most of them, fit somewhere in between that, right? So, I want you to watch this little video here, and then we'll keep going. 
we see the story of Jesus going to the cross and everything seems to kind of be hand in hand. And then there's this one character that seems to interrupt the narrative. His name's Barabbas. We don't even know much about him except that he's a murderer, a leader of an insurrection, a rebel. And why he's even mentioned, sometimes I'm not so sure. It's like, what? Let's, this is about Jesus going to the cross. So in this moment, Pilate thinks, I hold the destinies of these two men in my hand. I know the Jews have a tradition that on a holy day, I will release one of the prisoners on death row. Pilate stands on this audacious stage who now presents Jesus, son of the living God, versus Barabbas, the thug and rebel. He says, all right, who do you want? This is blasphemy. This is, this has gone too far. There's no comparison. This is a rightful prisoner, a man who should be on death row. He's a rebel against Rome. He leads a rebellion. He murders people. He's a bad man. He's a thug and he's a crook. He deserves the chains and he deserves the crucifixion. Jesus, what has he done but heal, restore, deliver, set free, open blind eyes, open deaf ears, heal the lame and the leper? What, what has Jesus done? Who do you want? We want Barabbas. Yeah, give us Barabbas. People say, give us Barabbas. The Roman soldiers come up and they put the key in and they unlock Barabbas from his chains and shackles. And he walks down the platform, welcomed by all of his thug friends. Yeah, the people love me. Yeah, that's right. I don't even know who this Jesus guy is, but all I know is my people love me. There seems to be no conscience of Barabbas. There's no record of him turning to Jesus and saying, I owe you everything now, for you have set me free. No, I don't see any of that in Barabbas. And God knew that. Jesus stood there, silent, for he knew the will of the Father. He said, it's fine, Father. Let him have Barabbas. For Jesus knew that the Father would have to treat Jesus like Barabbas so he could treat Barabbas like Jesus. Barabbas thought it was the people that set him free. No, 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 no. It was the love of the Heavenly Father. When I look at the story, I realize who Barabbas really is. That's me. Here's the thing. Let's pull that down a little bit. What do you think? 
in that message, the guy said something. He said, I realized that Barabbas was me. And at the beginning of tonight's message, I asked you who was perfect. And nobody's hands went up, seriously. A few of you guys joked, but, you know, we all know that nobody's perfect, right? Because Barabbas, we all think, oh, well, at least I'm not Barabbas. At least I never killed nobody. At least I can say that. But the Bible doesn't really care whether or not you've killed somebody. Because the Bible says that everybody has sinned. That means we've all screwed up. It doesn't matter if you're a murderer and an insurrectionist or a rapist or whatever, or if the worst thing you've ever done was take a five-cent stick of gum. See, it doesn't matter what you've done. It just matters that you've done. God doesn't really care what it is just that you have. And so that puts us all in the same dilemma. We all have this same problem here, which is that the Bible also tells us that we've all sinned, and then it says that the wages of sin is death. That means that when we sin, when we screw up, we earn death for ourselves. We earn eternal death. You're like, I thought everybody died. Everybody is going to die a human death, an earthly death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when we sin, when we screw up, which we all admit we've all done, we break that relationship. We have severed the ties between us and Jesus. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So we have the opportunity to mend that relationship. And here's why. Because we know somebody had to pay. You said, well, when we sin, we earn death. And that's true. So if we can be forgiven of that, who's going to pay the debt? God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He said that in the thing. My favorite line in that video. He says, God the Father knew that he would have to treat Jesus like Barabbas so that he could treat Barabbas like Jesus. See, Barabbas deserved that death. He deserved to die. He deserved all the punishment he could, he could take, and then some. But Jesus died so that Barabbas wouldn't have to go through that. Now, like he said, we don't know if Barabbas ever, ever accepted that or acknowledged it. He probably didn't because we know he was a thug, and he, you know, like the, the video said, he probably just went to hang out with his thug buddies. But Jesus, no matter how big or small our sin, no matter how big or small our screw up, Jesus said, it's okay, I'll take that punishment. Just like he did for Barabbas. And the Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what Easter's about, man. See, Good Friday, which is this coming Friday, we remember the, the crucifixion, this part, right? Like this whole scene happened on Friday morning, okay? This whole Barabbas thing happened on Friday morning. And so we remember that on Friday. But then on Sunday morning in churches all over the world, we're going to celebrate the good part, which is where Jesus got up from the grave. After being dead for three days, he got up and walked out of a tomb, Anybody ever been to a funeral where the dead person got up? That'd freak you out, wouldn't it? You dreamed that. Was it weird? It was, it was weird, right? See, I'm going to tell you what, man. If I'm ever at a funeral and a person gets up, they're going to have to just put me in there because I'm going to die of a heart attack. Like, they're going to just put me in the thing because I'm going to have a heart attack and die right there. But that's what Jesus did. 
Three days after he died, he got up. And so he paid for our sins. He paid the, the price. The wages of sin is death. God did that. Jesus did that in his earthly body. He lived a perfect life. He was the perfect sacrifice for our sins. But then three days later, God raised him from the dead. And the Bible tells us that if we declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And that relationship that was severed when we sin will be restored. You see, and I don't have the scripture up there, but in Genesis 3, or in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, we see the relationship we were created for, which is a relationship with God. We were put on this world to have relationship with Jesus. That's why we were put here. But when we sin, we broke that relationship off. And so Jesus had to come and be that salvation and be that, that atonement, had to pay for our sins, had to pay the price. So do me a favor. Close your eyes, bow your heads. Don't be looking around. Just for a couple minutes. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, I am like Barabbas. Even though I've never murdered somebody, you may not have ever committed an insurrection or led a riot or a revolt or you know, anything that bad. But you've done anything. We, we already admitted we're all not perfect. So, so we all kind of fall into this category. But you say, you know what, I want to begin that relationship with Jesus. I want to accept that free gift of a salvation from my sins. Some of you are, are in that spot right now. Now, some of you have, have done this before. You've said a prayer before. You, you've, you've, you, know, you may have been to a church or a camp or a, or a rally or, or wherever it may have been, a concert or something. You say, you know what, I've done this, but I haven't been living it out. I haven't been walking in that relationship with Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed, please. Some of you need to come back to that relationship. You need to restart that relationship. You need to put that relationship back together. And see, here's the thing. No matter how much we do, Jesus' love is not going to stop. It's just not. Jesus' love continues on, and, and it's, it's what we were singing about earlier. We sang, oh, happy day, you washed my sins away. Some of you haven't had that happy day yet. Tonight's the night. We're saying your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. That's this. See, no matter how, how many times you have failed, Jesus doesn't. And his love doesn't stop. So tonight I'm going to say a prayer. I just want you guys to repeat after me. When we're done praying, keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed, please. We're going to say a prayer. I want everyone to repeat after me. And then I'll give you some instructions afterwards. Like I said, just keep your head bowed and your eye closed. And your eyes closed. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that you came to pay the price for my sin. I thank you for that. Tonight, I want to begin relationship with you. I want to accept your free gift and the fact that you paid for my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead and that you're alive today. And I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I thank you 
and I love you. In your name, amen. All right, keep your heads bowed and eyes closed. Nobody's looking around. If you said that tonight for the very first time, I want you to just throw your hand up real quick, okay, for the first time. I see one hand. Awesome. Two hands. Sweet. Keep them up for just another second here, if you would. Now, if that's you, I'm really excited for you. want to uh, welcome you guys to the family. And, uh, uh, again, just keep those hands up for just a minute. Everybody else, eyes closed, heads bowed, that kind of thing. Oh, three hands. Okay, three. Now, now you're going to get something in your hand here. Wes is going to hand it to you. And what it is, it's, it's some next steps. Okay? You can put them down once you get what it is put in your hand. All right, everybody open your eyes and look at me. Here's the deal. No matter where you are in your walk with Jesus, if you just started it tonight, that's awesome. We're excited for you. If, uh, if you've done this before, no matter where you are, there's some next steps, okay? And, and I have these next step cards here if you don't know what they are. And it's very simple. It says read, pray, tell, and connect, okay? Uh, if you don't have a Bible and you want one, let me know. We'll find you one. I know we have some around here we can get to you. Uh, we have these books of hope, which are kind of condensed versions of the Jesus story. Um, and so you can get one of those. To pray is very simple. That's just talking to God. What, what this is, it's a relationship with Jesus. And so that's just talking to him. You, you know, you're not necessarily going to hear him talk back audibly. I've never had that happen in 21 years of, of having this relationship. But, but uh, you talk to him, and, and he'll speak back to us through the Word, through the Bible. That's what that's for. Okay? Tell. That means tell somebody. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell somebody that you began that relationship. And then connect. And on the right side of this card, you see... Uh, Two things. Number one, we have a small group on Sunday nights at 6. We're not going to meet this week because uh, we're having a picnic after church. But after that, we're going to start uh, on the 27th. We'll have, we'll, we're starting a new Bible study. Um, 6 p.m. It's pretty short. We don't go longer than an hour. There's some music at the beginning. And then, and then we come separate and we talk through some stuff. And, then, and actually, this next uh, series is going to be great if, if, you're, if you're new. Uh, and then water baptism. The Bible tells us that uh, it's kind of like this. When somebody gets married, they put a ring on, right? And whether or not they're wearing that ring, they're still married, okay? Like, you're married either way. But the ring is that public display that you're married, okay? So that's what water baptism is. What, you know, you, you have a relationship with Jesus whether or not you're baptized. But the, the water baptism is like the wedding ring. It's that public display that, yes, I have this relationship with Jesus. And so we're actually having a baptism on the 27th, that same day, which is not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. And so um, I want to encourage you guys, if you, if you have met Jesus and you've never been baptized, to sign up for that, and we will get you baptized uh, in our awesome baptismal here. And uh, it's really awesome. We'll show you later if you want to. It is almost in the sky. It's very high. But it's fun. So uh, if that is you, you can just talk to me after the service, and, and we'll get you signed up for that or whatever. But um, glad all of you guys were here. Uh, really quick, just a reminder, if you have prayer requests or whatever, you can throw those in there. I see several, or you can do them on the, on the version app with the QR code there. Yes, I see that hand. Star test. Sixth graders have star test. When is that? Next week? Next week. Anybody else got star test? 
All the junior hires have them coming up. Yeah, don't rip up your test. That fool back there is talking a lot of smack about wanting to rip up his test. So, glad you guys are here. Again, if you made that decision for the first time tonight, we're super excited for you. And if you have any questions, you come talk to me. Talk to any of our guys. They'll hopefully be able to answer the questions.